0: This episode is powered by Waggle. Waggle is an agile and comprehensive employee voice platform and truly improves engagement. Thank you. So hello and welcome to another in, uh, episode of Engagement Zone. Um, it's uh, it's a strange time that we're living in. This is uh, the first episode that we are recording in in uh, the world of COVID nineteen. So uh, I'm currently in my my living room rather than my home office. So I've been evicted from that by my future wife. Uh, the sun is shining, uh, and I suppose. The first message really is: we hope you're all safe and well. All your loved ones are safe and well. Um, that your your employers are looking out for you, um, uh, and we're here for you in any way, uh, whether to lighten your mood with conversations, laughing at my inability to host a podcast during this time, um, or, or, or just have inspiring stories from the people that are doing great work. Um, so we're here for you in in, in any way. Um, uh, yeah, as I said, apologies for what might be quite garbled podcast from me today. Uh, my own uh, state of mind is is an interesting one. We've got lots going on. Uh, we've got some big changes coming um, uh, in a two or three months to the business that are incredibly exciting and were already in the pipeline and were being done when this this hit. Um, we've got our entry deadline in North America on the fifteenth of April, and we've got some fantastic entries already in and um some some fantastic drafts too um we're obviously to, my main focus is my people at the moment uh, we've got an incredible team and we're all pulling in the same direction and and so I have to have to think about that but like everybody um uh, and we also have things to worry about at home too um but also the benefits of being able to see our loved ones a bit more than we usually do so with ev- with every cloud there's a silver lining as they say but to that silver lining, I suppose we've got a, an amazing guest today. Um, I've, I've long held him in high regard um, for, for many, many years. Uh, guru of engagement, um, best-selling author, uh, runs the Employee Engagement and Experience Network, uh, both web and on LinkedIn. He's been a past judge of ours in North America. An all-round great guy, in my opinion, and that of many thousands of others, um, David Zinger. Welcome
1: to the podcast. Hi, Matt. Good to talk with you.
0: Good. Thank you for coming
1: on. Um, And how are you? I'm doing well. You know, my background is... uh... Uh, counseling psychology, and I used to teach psychology for 25 years, and it it seems uh, I turned 65 just uh, in September of last year. It seems that that's all coming back for the last 15 years. I was very, very focused on employee engagement and employee experience, but now it, it seems like those two things are getting more wedded together every day. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, def- definitely more uh, more focus on on the people within an organization uh, rather than say on ex- externally with their customers um i suppose I, one of the main points i'd love to cover in in this converse, in this conversation um and probably our first real podcast where hopefully a, a conversation uh, will will happen more, more than an interview um is you were the you were the the guy who introduced me to the concept of psychological safety probably about 4 years ago and And a thank you for that and b that's really shaped how we how we operate and and what we're striving for we 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 want to help people create organizations that are inclusive and psychologically safe um and i I suppose what do you think the role of psychological safety is in in, the, in this world we're going to be faced with coming out of COVID nineteen. Is it more important than ever? Is it less important? Like wh- wh- where 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 where's your mind
1: at on that? It's probably going to be equally important, but much more of a of a focus along the way. You know, psychological safety. I first came across it back in nineteen ninety uh, with William Kahn's work on personal engagement, where he looked at three factors to engage people: it was meaningfulness, availability, and and safety, psychological safety. Um, but I, but I also come at it from a counseling background. You know, say uh, you go to a therapist and. Uh, uh, when I practiced therapy, it was very much uh, an empathic model. It was a deep understanding of the client's perspective. And, and many times students would challenge, well, how does this work? Like if, if someone comes in and you listen to them, h- how in heck's name would they ever get better because someone listened to them? And uh, the best explanation I ever came across was uh, another psychotherapist, David Martin, who just uh, passed away um he said that uh, the only way to overcome a fear is to feel it while also feeling safe and the safety extinguishes the fear. I, I'm not trying to get into a lot of psychological mumbo-jumbo here, but, but I want people to understand that given all the setbacks, given the things that are going on, as a leader, as a coworker, the ability to uh, create safety, to maintain safety, to uh, install safety, uh, can help people dampen the fear. I mean, right now, people are fearful just walking beside someone else and thinking, oh, are, are they carrying the virus? Am I going to get the virus? Um, so it's it's gone deeper than uh, just psychological safety. It's really a wedding of both psych safety and physical safety.
0: I suppose that's quite a nice, pa- not a want of a to the better word being nice, um, a good parallel with the, with the virus, I suppose you can't see it. Um and, you know, you can't see you can't see the fear uh, of, of people not feeling psychologically safe at work for for whatever reason that might be, whether it be their background, their beliefs, their race. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking that's probably a good parallel of, of, of the you can't you
1: try to deal with something you can't necessarily see or understand. Yeah, well said, because it shows up, but but you may not realize this because of psychological safety. I mean, when you don't feel safe, you may not bring yourself to work and show up fully. You, you may not uh, be willing to voice uh, a, a difference of opinion or another perspective. And, and we're seeing that played out by uh, governments around the world and how they're responding to this crisis and the way the leader uh, shows up and the way the leader says things. And then the other people working with the leader and you're thinking gee at times people people are not fully participating they don't feel that they can they can voice just as a quick aside and it's not it's not meant to single anyone out but uh, there was a bbc article today uh by nick bryant and and he was talking about talking about donald trump and the handling of the crisis and and what he said was um Donald's Trump uh, response has been so predictable. He has not changed. He has not grown. He has not admitted errors. He has shown little humility. And if you don't have those four factors in there, you're not going to have a lot of safety uh, within your team and, and within people you're interacting with. So it's, it's less about Trump and, and less about politics. It's more about every leader and every person in the organization and, and how they manage it. And it's it's compounded now because so many of us are working out of home. We're actually exercising a much higher degree of self-leadership than, than we've ever seen before. Well, I, I, I suppose, um,
0: uh, the, the Trump aspect and, and a segue, you know, away, away from that, that, that man, um, uh, would be, I suppose, trust in what people say and, and trust in people, uh, in general. Um, I, it's, it's a bit strange. At the beginning of the year, I had, a, I had our gala dinner in, in London, uh, five, six hundred people. Uh, that wouldn't have happened now, uh, where we celebrated great work across the UK and Europe. And my, my whole speech at the beginning, I um, hate, hate doing speeches, was all about trust. And the fact that you know we wanted to call b- bullshit on the fact that you the phrase you earn trust actually trust should be there right at the beginning you've 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 employed these people to do a job they have the skills trust them to do that and I think there's two things at this point in time really important to have trust in your leaders and what they say and believe in what they say um, but also that what one exciting element from my point of view and and, i'm just put it on record right now i hate the term the new norm if this is the new norm i hate it because uh i think that i i want people to have the ability to choose where if they work within physical contact with people or working from home but the one good one good thing that comes from this is that it's enforcing those who were resistant to change and to, to actually put trust in their people because they have to. And they're seeing the benefits of that come out, that, that people are productive, that they do perform, that they do work hard, um, whether it be at home or not. And so hopefully what comes out of this is people have more trust in their in, in their people, leaders do, and they empower them to do a better job uh, and they have the flexibility um, when, when this gets back to normal um, or the new normal, if people want to call it that. But I just think that term's... I'm not a fan. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So I think I think trust is a real, real, real big part of that, and I suppose that would then play a big part in psychological safety moving forward as well.
1: Yeah, they're you know, in some ways, they're they're twins: uh, trust and psychological safety. I mean, if there's no trust, it's hard to have psychological safety, or or without psychological safety, it's 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 hard to have trust. They may come at it from from different angles. Uh, Along the way, you know, one response that I think is very healthy at this point in time is with uh, so much going on and and hard to figure all things out is just to assume that the uh, people are doing things with the best intentions until proven otherwise. Yeah. Um, There will be people who are shirking work uh, because they're working at home, and there's going to be people who are working like twice as hard because they're working at home. And and this is all colored by the backdrop of uh, potential physical threats.
0: Yeah, I I was speaking to a a great guy, Chester Elton, uh, on a previous podcast, and he was speaking to the CEO that came in to try and turn around Best Buys. And that leader said, assume positive intent. That people are giving you ideas is coming from a good place. That so they are trying to work, and I, I, I love, I love that um, way of thinking. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because we're wired for threat. Uh, bad is twice as strong as good. So when something happens, someone doesn't return our email, or someone says something, uh, we often see it as threatening, and we often, you know, start to create all kinds of stories in our mind. Where, as you say, if we start with uh, positive intent that the person was doing the best they could, um, it's a, it's a spot that you can you can grow from.
0: Um, I love talking to you, David. It's been far too long. Uh, <laughs> um, um, to, to shut me up for a bit. Are there any tips or a piece of advice you would give people, um, working from home, facing troubles, um, at home, whether if, like what, what, you know, maybe a, a partner or a loved one is struggling to find work and any, any tips for surviving the next few weeks and months?
1: Yeah, you know, you're always hesitant to to offer a tyranny of tips and then the person doesn't uh do them and then they feel twice as bad because they're experiencing some challenges and some expert said, Well, you should do this and you don't do that, and now now you feel like you you've you've buried yourself in a you know. No a, tips, no article. tips. tips. <laughs> so, so so the perspective though is is that, you know, my my experience in counseling for twenty-five years is that most people are doing about as well as can be expected, and and they they're doing kind of the uh, the best they can, and they don't realize how how well they're they're coping. I mean, you know, you you don't want to whitewash and and put on a happy face when things aren't necessarily all that happy. So so once again, we come to um, can we create enough safety? that people can talk about what's going on and, and not feel uh, judged or that they're going to be put down upon and, and other factors with that. But, you know, many people right now are, are, are coping with the immediacy of uh, economics and, and physical uh, health. I mean, those are those are pretty strong things and, and can, can take over uh, a lot of other things.
0: And I think, as honesty... For, for, for leadership honestly the best way forward to to, to communicate the the facts of life the, the, the realities that exist in the out, out in the wider world uh, and and the forces that are coming into play
1: right now uh, you know there's a lot of setbacks going on right now and and I think it's the from a psychological safety point of view it's the willingness to step up and talk about those setbacks uh, uh, the willingness not to to whitewash them or to minimize them. Or to avoid them, you know. One of our large airlines just laid off seven thousand people. Yet there still are people working there. Um, if if you're a leader of a group, you you need to be able to talk about that and address it, not just say, okay, well, now we all got to work three times. as hard because there's just uh, a lot less of us. Um, that, that just isn't the way I think you you proceed because those people are thinking, well, am I next? Is, is this going to happen to me? What's 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 going on along the way? And what's happening to all the people that have, have lost their jobs um, all over the place? And when does that uh when does that come back and how does that come back i mean i'm i'm pretty optimistic um that we'll get through this the amount of resilience and grit and hardiness of, of people continually amazes me and the ability to to move through tough times but that doesn't mean we won't be uh we won't be wounded by the experience and and i i guess i'm kind of concerned as i look a year or two years down the line how close will we feel to other people if we already are wired to see other people as a threat (laughs) they're going to now start to be even a bigger threat so it's it's going to ask even more of leaders to to demonstrate two fundamental things that really install safety is one the other person knows you care about them and two the other person knows that you care about what they're interested in and that's real and authentic and genuine
0: so that's kind of where my my next point was going. Really, I so see one benefit of this um, is tr- bringing humanity back into the workplace. Really, is is something that we've been trying to to help uh, build towards. And what you're seeing across all these different social platforms are people having these conversations every morning, which they wouldn't. Have, <laughs> I can guarantee they weren't doing in person in the office on on Zoom or whatever. And and they're starting with how you doing, what's new, and they're asking those human questions, Um, uh, and and seeming and hoping that I hope that continues, and they're actually caring about what these people are interested in. Um, So maybe that's a real benefit from what we're going through right now. That if it continues, when it when it stops, humanity humanity is brought back in a much bigger way, and and then therefore will increase safety in a big way.
1: Yeah, you know, this is a little aside. and It just came to me as you were talking. 25 years of teaching university classes, and, and I think about what was my legacy or what was my impact, and the, I'd like to believe it was the psychological things, but I think w- when I talk to students, most of them refer back to what I did at the start of every class, and that was a check-in. And the check-in was we just quickly went around the class. Uh, how are you doing today? Or what stood out for you since the last class? Uh, just something that each person was given the opportunity to voice something and um, that created uh, huge amounts of safety in my classroom because a lot of them had to demonstrate their counseling skills in front of their peers and and they, they could be worried about how they do and they could be worried about failing or or making mistakes and and yet that simple exercise created a uh, really a strong community so i've i've seen on the zoom tool where you get uh, pictures of 12 or 14 people and 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 they do some element of check-in so i mean When people are coming back to work or when you're working virtually, one of the simplest things you can do is to do uh, that check-in. You you accomplish tasks through relationships. And so I, I used to get criticized when I did this by some people who said, well, how can you use 25% Twenty-five percent or fifteen percent of your time teaching, just to go around the room and have people talk about how they're doing. And I said, "Well, I can do that because as we go stronger as a group, as we go stronger as a team, as we feel more connected, we accomplish so much more in that seventy-five percent of the time."
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree, and and you're and you're you're sharing your, you know, your. Your happy thoughts, your concerns, and if, if somebody else in that team is feeling similar similar thoughts, whether good or bad, then all of a sudden they they will help them, um, and and they, they will make it less uh, less less big of a problem um, because they're you know they're sharing those issues and the, and the team will come to help
1: yeah um, and you know there's so much there's so much talk about employee voice and yet oftentimes what i see is they're not really giving an employee a voice at all let's hear the real voice the real person and, and let's do that at, at the micro level of of teams or small departments or, or offices yeah
0: i, I agree uh, I, I agree in a big big way um yeah it's just like as i said everybody uh, excuse my excuse my 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 head headspace right now but I'm just, uh, there's, there's so much going on. That is 20 minutes. We try and keep our podcast 20 minutes. And I, I think we've, we've covered a lot and I'd, I'd love to have another conversation with you in a year, David, or if not sooner, and, and where we see where we've come out the other side of this, um, and, and see whether some of these things that are happening stick. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share right now? What, 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 your, any, any, any thoughts that you've had, um, that we, we've not discussed so far?
1: Well, as you say, it'd be nice to talk uh, again in a year because this is a a global experiment at the scale that we've never witnessed before with severe consequences for uh, so many people and, and how will we as humanity uh, move through it? And, and I believe we were talking before the start of this about the bell curve. There's going to be a certain group that's going to be better and stronger because of it. And there's going to be a group that's just devastated and, and, and worse. And then a lot of us are, are, are going to do just a bit. And so small, I, I've been advocating this for many years. Small is the new significant when it's attached to something that's significant. So as opposed to uh, asking people to do huge big things and big hairy audacious goals or whatever, I, I think if we can just keep nudging and, and moving in a, in a constructive way. In a constructive direction, I and I like the word constructive as opposed to positive. It doesn't a lot of the stuff is not very positive at all? I'm afraid, but 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 that doesn't mean that we can't construct. Uh, something out of it that that makes for a, a stronger relationship or or a more resilient self or or something else along the way. So I, I very much have used the term for like 30 years, uh, constructive thinking over positive thinking, because positive thinking just seems too shallow to really address what we're going through at this point in time.
0: Cinch by the inch, hard by the yard is somebody I used to somebody i used to work for said and uh sadly it's stuck and everybody i work with now hears that every day too so um, <laughs> um but in a lot less polished way than you've said it um no but no i, I totally agree um and and, and again I, I thank you for for being you um for your thoughts for, for coming on today and, and and sharing those ideas and um if, if any of you haven't or not a member of uh david's uh, employee engagement and experience network i highly recommend you you seek it out um, and seek out David too. Um, We'll we'll be back with another podcast um, very, very soon. And uh, I think we'll probably be talking to Allied Irish Banks uh, over in Dublin, who uh, Ireland, again, uh, like most places, is is, is suffering. Um, But we've got a fantastic story, uh, uh, which is actually quite timely coming coming out of there too. So in North America, remember the entry deadline, I think it's more important that now more now than ever to talk about good good positive stories about how you're putting people first um even in these times and um thanks thanks david thank you very much for being on our show all right take care and carry on carrying matt thank you and uh, thank you for listening everybody we'll be back soon thanks very much take care